beautiful humans and welcome to Raising Consciousness. I am your host KT. Raising Consciousness is a podcast where we come to unpack this beautiful and messy human experience. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. I am so excited. I feel very inspired for this episode. I'm not really sure where it came from, but I've been doing some intentional, like creative flow. I block out time during the day, and this episode was channeled through me. It's the best way I can think to describe it, which most likely means that somewhere out in the world, my listeners need to hear it. So I am very excited to share this with you today. It is about relationships. So, you know, we're still in Valentine's Day month. So really a focus on relationship. I believe that every relationship should be 100%, 100%. So both parties, 100% responsibility, 100% accountability for the relationship with everyone taking personal responsibility for their needs, for their boundaries, communication. However, it is a very idealistic thing of me to say, I know. Due to many human factors, this is not always possible. In fact, it's unlikely that the majority of relationships are functioning this way. So on today's episode, I want to talk about givers and takers. It does have a lot of parallels to last week's episode on attachment style. There are a lot of factors that go into giving and taking, such as childhood wounding, scarcity mindset, so like this feeling on a subconscious level that there's not enough and you need more. Social norms, so some of us want to be perceived as good. Some of us kind of buck that social norm and think, like, I actually don't care and we swing too hard the other way. Also, gender norms. I know that this is really a hot topic right now and people are doing a lot of work around this to break down gender norms. However, I just want to name up front, generally speaking, men are taught to be assertive and take and women are taught to give and to be a little more submissive. And that is a very common pattern that's still running in society. So just naming that. Givers and takers learn this pattern of behavior to get needs met. We all have these emotional needs like the need to be connected, to be loved, to be accepted for who we are. So we are just doing our best. Everyone is doing their best no matter what side of the giver or taker scale they tend to lean towards. So just really be compassionate towards yourself throughout this episode. I am just offering information. Also being compassionate towards others, recognizing if maybe you're a giver, sometimes we could get angry towards takers. I tended to be a giver. I'll discuss that a little more in the episode, but it's really easy to be angry with the other person Rather, just sit back, hold the information, and realize, wow, I was trying to get my needs met, and so were they. It's just a fact. I do want to note that compassion comes from a place of love, and I am in no way, no how saying that you should tolerate low accountability behavior. In fact, I will be discussing boundaries and how to set them in this episode. 
So regardless of where you are on the giver or taker scale, there are impacts on both givers and takers. So generally speaking, givers tend to be the people, you know, doing favors, giving money, giving advice, and takers tend to be the ones receiving those things, whether it be money, energy, advice, rides to wherever, favors. So there are impacts on both givers are losing their energy and personal power in this. So it leaves them feeling drained and they are really taking from themselves. Whereas takers tend to be on the receiving end and they can't be fulfilled. And they are withholding their gifts from the world by not giving back. So it often leads to this desire to take more because nothing feels like enough because they are actually in need of giving. Everything is energy. If you're giving money or a favor or advice, it's all an energetic exchange. The giver is really giving their energy and thinking that's what they need to get a need met. And the taker is taking the energy thinking that's what they need to get their need met. Under both is an emotional need that needs to be met. However, neither person is truly fulfilling the other, so it creates this cycle of giving and taking and giving and taking, and it's always the giver giving, and it's always the taker taking. Sometimes the taker, I do want to know, sometimes the taker will give just enough for the giver to be like, oh, you know, that one time three years ago, they did say thank you when I dropped them off at the airport at 2 a.m. So sometimes they give to me. <laughs> Givers tend to be really good about justifying low accountability behavior. And I am aware of that because, as I will be discussing, I was very much a giver. I also want to note that within these patterns of behavior, both people are benefiting. We do not do anything without benefit to ourselves, even if it is not on a conscious level. So really checking in with yourself and asking, how is this pattern of behavior benefiting me? And you may need to sit with that because you may be like, well, it's not. But it is in some way. For givers, it can be feeling needed or accepted or connection. Um, for takers, it may be a feeling of being taken care of or getting a need met. It's some kind of temporary solution to a deeper need. I personally was in the habit of being a giver, except I wasn't really giving because I had the capacity or because I wanted to. I was giving with the subconscious intent of, oh, now this person's going to like me or now they're going to do something for me. I had this deep need to be liked. One of our core emotional needs is to be connected. We are wired for that. And I really wanted to be accepted. And I thought that if I was good, like in air quotes, like a good girl, 
I would give to others and receive the love I need. The problem is I was sacrificing my own needs and wants to accommodate others. I would put other people's needs before my own in big and small ways. So for example, if I had a yoga class at 12 I was really looking forward to and someone texted me and was like, hey, can you do this thing for me? I immediately, without even checking in with myself, cancel my yoga class. I'm like, yes, I'm going to do this for you because then you're going to love me. Of course, I didn't say that. I don't even think I recognized it on a conscious level, but I was in such desperate need for connection and acceptance that I would drop anything for myself to do something for someone else. It also resulted in me not voicing my true opinions or choices. I really wanted to make the other person happy. And it was something as small as like, if they were making dinner and making pasta, I'm gluten-free. But if they didn't know or they didn't remember, I wouldn't say anything. I would just eat the pasta and feel terrible. Because I wanted so badly, again, like that need for connection was huge for me. Another big way it showed up in my life is people calling me with their problems. People loved to call me with their problems because I had zero boundaries. I would always take the phone call, even if I was doing something important, (laughs) I would take the phone call and I would listen and it would drain my energy because oftentimes I was giving giving unsolicited advice that I knew they weren't going to follow anyways. So all of those things were draining my energy and no matter how much I gave, I never truly felt accepted or loved or truly connected to those people until I started cleaning up the relationship. So I recognized the ways in which I was benefiting because I was able to say like, oh, I'm such a good friend. People always call me with their problems or I'll drop anything to you know, do a favor for my friend. That makes me a good friend. That's not truth. <laughs> what actually makes me a good friend now is my ability to set boundaries and communicate and prioritize myself because when I do yoga... I feel better about myself when I am in alignment with myself in voicing my opinions and choices. I am better serving myself and the world. There was also the benefit of being in proximity to takers. They have this level of confidence that me as a giver, I personally wanted So you think if you can be around someone enough, you can like have their energy. But once I was able to really figure out my needs, how to accept myself and that I was worthy of support, I began to cultivate relationships and now I am able to source a sense of confidence from within and not get it from someone else. We often think when other people have something we want, we can get it from them. And again, this is often subconscious, but that is not the case. We have to be able to cultivate it within ourselves. So I now think about every relationship as a bank account. So I like to audit my relationships 
on a regular basis and thinking about deposits and withdrawals. So recognizing it's never gonna be perfectly 50-50 because we're humans and nobody's perfect, right? But being honest about every relationship in your life and asking yourself, am I giving? And is this person giving back? So what does the account look like? If someone is constantly asking you for favors, but you never ask them, there's this subconscious energy boundary in place where you honestly probably don't even feel comfortable. You may not know why, or you just don't want to feel like you're like, quote unquote, putting them out, but you have no problem ask, or doing things for them. That is a classic example of an unbalanced account. So auditing your relationships is one recommendation that I have. And then also another one is noticing your body and how you feel about being with someone or even talking on the phone. Like each exchange you have, how does it feel in your body? I have certain people in my life who leave me drained even now with good strong boundaries and an amazing therapist. Some people leave me drained and others leave me energized. So noticing that and recognizing what is your capacity. Sometimes you just might not have the capacity to deal with somebody in your life and recognizing that is okay. Awareness is a beautiful tool because once we start bringing these things up to our conscious mind, we'll naturally want to start shifting patterns to be more balanced because now that we notice it's unbalanced, we want to correct that. Another recommendation would be recognizing your emotional needs. Again, reflecting on what are you getting out of this and how can you give it to yourself? So collecting all of your beautiful you energy and giving it to yourself first, filling up your own cup and then seeing what is left for others. I recommend practicing no. If you tend to be a giver, practice saying no. And sometimes that's a lot to ask up front. So practicing taking time in between a request and your response. So if somebody asks you for something, say, oof, I'm actually not sure. Let me check my schedule and get back to you. Or I'm not able to do that. Recognizing no is a complete sentence can be very, well, it was challenging for me. I'm not sure if that's a thing for everybody, but I loved putting the time and space in between the request and my response so that I could really feel into my body and what I had the capacity for and recognizing you can always change your mind. If at first you say yes and then you actually realize no, change your mind, it's okay. Givers can be really good at giving away personal power and responsibility. So it can be kind of easy to slip into this pattern of maybe not wanting to set boundaries or have the difficult conversations because you don't wanna hurt somebody else's feelings. I have some great news for you. Other people's feelings are not your responsibility. Your feelings and your body are your responsibility. 
So just reminding yourself when playing out the scenario, it is my job to communicate my needs. How they receive that is their job. So for takers, I do have some recommendations. Checking in, being really honest about how you are benefiting from your relationships. And asking yourself, what are my deeper needs? And then asking the givers in your life when you can make them dinner or send them a note of appreciation. Just a small way of giving back can help start to balance that energy. And notice I said ask when you can make them dinner or what you can bring them for dinner. Do not ask, do you want me to make you dinner? It can be really challenging for givers to receive and it can be challenging for takers to give. So starting really small is crucial to the success of rebalancing the energy. Reprogramming is challenging. However, consciously cultivating healthy relationships not only benefits you, but it benefits everybody you are in relationship with and the world at large. And once you are able to collect all of that amazing you energy and direct it more intentionally, whether that be giving more or taking more, your life will begin to transform, I promise. It's not easy, but you know what else isn't easy? Being in unbalanced relationships where you are never truly getting your needs met, that is not easy either. So choose your heart and know that I'm rooting for you. Love and light.